Greetings everyone. Welcome to season 4 of the Dimelo Marere podcast where we are deeply exploring the theme of psycho-spiritual healing for leaders and looking at the forms of healing that are necessary and available to you as a leader who's committed to healing your personal and inner lives within the bigger mission of birthing the world we most desire for our collective human race. I am your host, Dimelo Mareri, and I'm a spiritual healer, womb medicine woman, and embodied leadership specialist based in Botswana. And through my work in healing programs, I help mostly women leaders heal their core inner wounds and inner wound pains so they may get to experience joy, pleasure, confidence, and freedom in their lives, in their bodies, and in their leadership. You may read more on the series on my website at dumelomareri.com forward slash library, where you may also explore my work further. You may also connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at dumelomareri. And now, let's dive into today's episode. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this second episode of our series on psycho-spiritual healing for leaders. In this episode, we're going to be exploring exactly that. We're going to be exploring and unpacking the theme of psycho-spiritual healing for leaders. And we're specifically going to be journeying through four themes, right? So the four theme that we're going to um, have conversation around is why leaders need to heal. And then we'll also look at what it is in your life that might serve as an invitation and an, and, and an opportunity to heal. So essentially, we're also going to be looking at what it is in your life that might need healing, yeah? And then we're also going to journey through the layer of how you can begin to access that healing um, for your life in your life. And then we'll also look at how this psycho-spiritual healing for your life can can help you or is what can help you step into a new earth leadership is what can facilitate that that stepping into a new earth leadership right and how it's also what will enable us to create the new world we say we want for our collective human race right yeah so in the first episode of this series, we deeply dove into like just the full introduction of what this series is about. And that episode also serves as an invitation to you into a new earth leadership, right? In your own personal life, in your family or lineage, and in the world around us, however way that might manifest for you or however way you might be expressing or you might wish to express that leadership in the world, right? And in that first episode, we also like just 
in a very detailed manner, unpacked what we mean by leader, what we mean by new earth leader, and also what we mean by new earth leadership, right? And so if you might only now be coming to the series, and if this is the first episode you're listening to, I would like to invite you to also check out the introductory episode of the series, right? Where um, we deeply unpacked what the series is about, right? What the intentions of the series are, what you can expect from it, right? And also how you can how you can take part in it and join us in the series, right? Beautiful. So it's a it, it's quite a it's quite a packed episode. Um, yeah, these like it 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 turned out to be so much more than just an an introduction, right? As we already in that episode began to dive into some of the the details of of this series, right? And so. Yeah, now coming to today's conversation on psycho-spiritual healing for, for leaders, right? Um, and coming to the theme of why leaders need to heal, right? For this one, there are two layers to it, right? And the first layer, you know, the reason why we hold, we as leaders hold an invitation and an opportunity to heal. The reason why we need to heal as leaders, right, is that just, just as a human being, having been born in a world where at some point you would have encountered um a wounding experience or a traumatic experience, right? There's therefore this invitation to do the inner exploratory work, right? And the inner healing work of whatever pain and trauma you might hold, right? So the just given the experiences of, of human beings in the world, you know, what's what has what is emerging as the experience is that we all hold some degree of pain and trauma right although it is to varying degrees right and so this pain or trauma or inner wounding might have been um experienced or encountered in your childhood right or in your teenage years, or in your adult years, right? Um, some of this pain and trauma might also be ancestral in nature, right? Such that it might be trauma um, whose, whose imprint um, is held within the lineage, right? Um, and, and other levels of pain and trauma might also be at a soul and a spirit level, right? Where, where this pain and trauma or the traumatic experience itself might have happened in in a different lifetime, right? Beyond this one, right? So just one, <laughs> as leaders, we hold the invitation to heal. You, need, you as a leader need to heal because as 
as a human being who has had a life experience in this world of ours that is built on the systems and the values that is built upon. So in this era of our human experience, we we call it the patriarchal systems, right? So the systems and the values of our world currently are patriarchal in nature, right? And so when we look at the setup and the unfolding of such structures, right? Um, or when we look at the experiences that human beings have within such systems, within such structures, we find that it is often a deeply wounding um, and traumatic experience for most human beings, right? And so um, the invitation here or the assignment just from this episode would be to scan your life and to see where your own pain and trauma might be held, right? Um, this pain and trauma might be held within the mother wound, right? And by mother wound, we mean the pain that you you might have encountered, sustained as, as, as a result of the relationship you have with your mother or that you might have sustained in your relationship with your mother, right? Some of it is intergenerational trauma, right? And this pain and trauma might also be held within the father wound, right? Um, meaning pain and trauma sustained from your relationship with your father or in your relationship with your father. So with the mother wound and father wound, the pain and trauma need not um, be directly from the parent, but it could be as a result of the dynamic of that relationship, right? So mother wound healing, father wound healing is actually a healing I recommend for every human being on this planet, right? Um, and especially for you, like if you want, if you want to be able to step into an integrated leadership, right? You need to attend to these foundational primary relationships in your life and look at the ways in which they might have impacted you and how they might influence or inform how you step into your work, in into the area of your career and your leadership, right? And even just before we step into your leadership and your work, your career, you know, by attending to these foundational relationships in your life, you get to have um, a deeply integrated and wholesome experience within you, within your own personal life, right? When you attend to the pain and trauma held with, within those areas of your life, right? Um Yes, so some pain and trauma might also be held within the area of your life of intimacy, of romantic relationships, of love, right? So you want to go look at how you've been experiencing intimacy, romantic relationships, and love in your life, right? And so then we also want to extend this to the experience 
that the experience that is active within your lineage, right? So additional to additional to that initial layer of you needing to heal by virtue of being a human being who's been born in this world that is largely um, that is founded largely founded on patriarchal values and systems, right? There is also generational trauma that is active within our respective lineages, right? Um, there's also this generational trauma that we carry from our families, from our lineages, and that might show up in your own personal life, right? And so you also want to scan your lineage. So we're looking at it in two parts. So when you do this assignment, right, you're going to first scan your own life and look at the areas of your life that might carry some level of pain and trauma, right? Meaning where you're not necessarily having wholesome, joyful, pleasurable experiences, right? We can literally look at um, all areas of your life, right? And be able to say whether this is flowing organically or whether there might be wounding in that specific area, right? So such that even when we come to the area of intimacy, of romantic relationships and love, right? You also want to look at the experience of women in your lineage, right? How have the women in your lineage experienced intimacy? How have they experienced love, right? And in what ways might this mirror your own personal experiences, right? Um, and so here, we want to scan the lineage to see the patterns of trauma that that are active, yeah? Good. And some of this pain and trauma might also be held within your womb space, right? Um, and this can manifest as various forms of womb pain, right? Um, prolonged periods, menstrual cramping, period pains, right? abdominal pain, you might be having pain during uh, sexual intercourse, right? Um, some womb pain might also be in the form of miscarriages, of stillbirths, of abortions, right? So we have previously done an episode on spiritual healing for a miscarriage or an abortion, right? Where we deeply unpack why this, this is or why these are traumatic experiences and why if you might have made such a choice in your life, there might be some level of pain and trauma held within your womb, right? And that might require healing, yeah? And another, another layer where pain and trauma might be held might be like in the form of sexual trauma, right? Um, so where you have, you might have experienced like a traumatic sexual experience in your life, right? Um, that will definitely require some healing, right? And like other other layers of pain and trauma might also be held in in money, in your finances, and in how you experience abundance, right? So we literally want to look at your entire life, right? And see 
where are you having great experiences and where are you having not so great experiences, right? <laughs> which parts of your life might actually hold some wounding, which parts of your life might hold some past pain and trauma that requires healing, right? Um, and another question that you can, you know, journey with is where does it hurt in your life, yeah? And for this one, you might actually, you might also need support um, to, to figure this out, to explore it further and to figure it out, right? Just to see where it might hurt in your life. I know that sometimes um, we might find ourselves just generally not feeling okay without knowing exactly what might be off, right? And so in that case, I would highly recommend that you get some support, right? And the support could be in the form of a healer. So in, in my work as a healer, I do offer such work, right? Where we do like a very deep consultation to look at, you know, what it is that might not be going well in your life. Or rather, quite specifically, we're going to look at um, where, where this pain and this trauma might be held in your life, right? Looking at the specific areas, right? Where the pain and trauma might be held and facilitating healing, um, transmutation of that pain and trauma and also facilitating an integration, holding space for you to integrate that pain and trauma wherever it might be held within your body and wherever it might be held in your life, right? So, yeah, I'm sharing that just in case you might have been wondering, but yeah, if I need support, where do I? Where do I get it, right? So there are healers who who help with such kind of, su such kind of work, right? And that's something that I offer as well, right? In case um, you might you might desire for me to hold healing space for you, right? Beautiful. So the assignment is in two parts. To one, scan your life to see where the pain and trauma might be held, right? And then two, to scan your lineage and to see where the, the patterns of trauma might be active, right? And with the lineage, we want to specifically look at the maternal lineage, right? What are the common experiences of the women in your lineage, right? And so with this one, you can literally draw a map, starting with yourself at the top, right? And then in the second layer, you're going to have both your parents, your mother and your father. And then at the third layer, you're going to have your mother's parents, your maternal grandparents, and then you're also going to have your father's parents, your paternal grandparents, right? And then you want to scan and to see what is common about these women, you know? Um, what experiences might your mom have had that are similar to your grandmother? And that might mirror your own experiences, right? And you can also move to the paternal grandmothers as well what's common about their experiences, right? And then you also want to 
to look at the patterns that might be active in the paternal lineage, right? Um, what are the experiences of the man in your lineage, right? What's common about um, the experiences that your father has had and that your grandfathers have had, right? Yeah. So that's that's one way of, of scanning the lineage, right? And then second, we can also scan the lineage by looking at at by looking at how the experiences of your grand of your grandparents of your grandmothers or your grandfathers of your parents might have influenced or how they might inform the experiences you're having you're currently having in your own life right so with the support of a healer you can actually un deeply unpack that to see um, to see whether their own experiences might in any way be informing how you experience intimacy how you experience love how you experience money and abundance right how you're experiencing your career, how you're moving in your career, right? Um, can only it can also deeply inform us um, about the experiences you're having with your womb, right? So if we if or oh, and when we're doing womb healing work, right, we definitely want to look at the experiences of the women in your lineage, right, to see. Um, to, just to see to what degree, to what degree your own personal experiences might actually be um, ancestral trauma or ancestral miasma, right? Yeah. Um, and another, like another, another pattern that I've often seen. Um, and it's not just one, it's, it's an, <laughs> oftentimes, oftentimes what, what, what you're experiencing in your life or your own personal experience is, is not the first to happen in the lineage. So usually you are not the first person to experience whatever it is you're experiencing in your lineage. Right. And so, um, in, in my own work as a healer, I've seen um, like intergenerational patterns of sexual trauma, right? Where, where you might not be the first person to experience sexual trauma in, in your lineage, right? Because this trauma is often held within the fabric of, of the lineage, right? such that the reasons why it's happening to you, it's because it's active in the lineage, right? Um, patterns of broken marriages as well. These, these can often be um, intergenerational in nature, right? Um, and patterns of like of, of financial struggle, right? These can also be um, as a result of ancestral trauma and miasma, right? Um, patterns of suicide, patterns of uh, like alcohol abuse, substance abuse, right? 
these can be as a result of ancestral trauma or miasma, right? Um, and in cases where you might be struggling with intimacy, like to, to, to find a relationship that you desire or to experience the deep intimacy that you desire, we want to look at the maternal lineage, the paternal lineage, you know, those often inform that area, right? Um, and also if we're wanting to, if there might be any blockages like in 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 your career, right? Um, we also want to look at what's happening in the lineage, right? <laughs> And so something that you can definitely expect in working with me is that we want to do this deep dive. It's a deep dive that is also very holistic in nature. So the, the ancestral patterning is just one of the tools that we would use, you know, to map where pain and trauma might be held, right? Um, and also for me specifically, I also work deeply with your body. So we'll also be identifying the parts within your body where this pain and trauma is held, right? And also looking at what this pain and trauma might inform us, like what are its origins, what are its sources, and what healing medicine can we offer um, this pain and trauma, right? Beautiful. So those two layers were kind of like just by virtue of you being a human being, right? This is what you potentially carry, right? Your own personal trauma, your own personal pain and trauma, and your the pain and trauma held within your lineage, right? And and second, there is there's also pain that you might experience in your life specifically because you're a leader, right? So there will be pain that you experience because you are a human, right? <laughs> and then um, the second layer now is pain and is 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 pain and trauma that might become activated as a result of you being a leader, right? And so we're we're going to deeply explore some of some of these pains, right? And also look at the healing that might be needed and that is available for for each one, right? <clears throat> so one of one of the pains that you might experience in your life, specifically because you're a leader, is womb pain right so as mentioned womb pain might be like abdominal pains it might be um period pains it might be um excessive bleeding prolonged bleeding it might be fertility issues right and so we're highlighting this as a leadership pain because it can be in so many ways, it can be related to how we've been conditioned into leadership, right? And the ways in which we relate with our bodies as a result of the conditioning we have had 
in terms of what leadership is supposed to look like, in terms of how we're supposed to behave, you know, as leaders, right? <laughs> can we rest? Can we slow down? Um, can we take some time off uh, for our monthly bleed, you know, etc. Can we feel our emotions, you know? So for a lot of us, the leadership that we're initiated into is one that does not allow space for for the feminine aspect of our being, right? So the feminine aspect or just the elements of the feminine principle of our being and of the world include, you know, like being connected to our emotional body, feeling our emotions, right? Um, it includes also... Um, allowing space for our cyclical nature, right? Um, it allows slow movement when, when needed, right? And so often we find that um, the, the leadership that most of us are in, you know, is one that does not have space for these things. You know, it's where emotions are considered a weakness, right? And so when we look at one of the key sources of womb pain is unprocessed emotions, right? Yeah. And so with womb pain specifically, the healing needed there, um, oftentimes it will be womb healing. I usually like um, package it as womb medicine and womb healing, right? Because we, will, we might need to directly heal the womb, right? Um, and we might also need to tap into other other elements of womb medicine, right? Where we might um, need to get you started on cyclical leaving, right? Um, on sinking sinking your life and your leadership with your inner seasons, right? Um, leaning more into rest, you know, healing your relationship with your body, right? Um, etc. So the healing for womb pain um, is that it's womb medicine and womb healing, right? And another leadership pain that you might experience in your life is specifically around like visibility issues, right? This is where you might experience like challenges or difficulties in 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 being seen, you know, where you might be where you might hold fears of being seen or of your voice being heard or of the truth of your opinions or the truth of your heart being heard in the world, All right? And so with, with visibility issues, you know, where we might be afraid to, to share our message, to share our medicine, to share our light, you know, some of it might come from childhood or from, you know, your teenage years or your adulthood, you know, where you might have encountered an experience where you, you went out there and you shared your message and you had an unpleasant experience as a result, right? So there might they might have formed a belief, you know, within you 
that stepping out to speak my truth is unsafe or it's dangerous. People will attack me or they will treat me badly if I speak my truth, right? Or it could be that you spoke your truth and you might have experienced rejection or um, ridicule or you're being shamed for, for speaking your truth, for sharing your message, right? And so there might have been one there is that wounding that happens, right? And then there might be beliefs that you would have formed as a result of that wounding experience, right? That I can't share my message, it's not safe, I'm going to be rejected, I'm going to be alone, etc. Right? Um, or that you might have tried to shine your light um, in your family space, in your home space while you were still young, right? And that you might have maybe experienced um, or had an experience where like maybe the adult or the people around you were um, implicitly telling you to not shine too brightly, you know, like um, where there might have been an implicit message that you're maybe too much, you know, um, that you should dim your light a little bit, right? Um, so that that can also um, be a factor, you know, in these visibility issues, you know. Some of it might also be ancestral in nature, right? Where, you know, these beliefs and these vows of invisibility, you know, are flowing from generations before your own, you know, as a result of experiences that your own ancestors had, you know, that had them forming these beliefs, these vows around how unsafe it is to be seen, you know. For some of our ancestors, it was actually it might have been fatal to to speak your truth, right? It might have been fatal to stand up and hold your ground. And so for a lot of our ancestors, it became very, very safe to be closed up, to keep your head down, right? And so um, in, in doing the healing work, um, I often call it, sometimes call it like leadership medicine or leadership alchemy work, right? Yeah. So we'd want to look at where, where, where for you specifically these issues are coming from, right? Yeah. Um, a big one for leaders is imposter syndrome, right? And so when, when we journey with it deeply, right? And imposter syndrome, we're talking about where you might feel like a fraud, right? Um, and that people are going to find out one day <laughs> that you're not what you say you are right um and so with with this one oftentimes it might be as a result of us not being grounded in in our own light in our own medicine <clears throat> in our own gifts in our own talents right and so some of the medicine for that is holding space for you to come home to your genius, right? Oftentimes, uh, what often happens is that the people around us <laughs> often um, I often perceive better our light than we do. And so what often happens is that 
you you might need to catch up to your own brilliance, you know, um, while the rest of the world has actually, you know, caught up, you know, they're aware of your brilliance and it might just be you who is yet to catch up to your own brilliance, right? And so we would do, we'd need to do the inner work, you know, of helping you come home to arrive to your own brilliance, to your own gifts, to your talents, to your experience, to your medicine, the medicine that you, you are to offer to the world, the light that you are to offer to the world, right? Um, yeah. Um, some of that imposter syndrome might flow from, you know, these imposter syndrome, these self-sabotage as well, they might flow from the mother wound, right? And so oftentimes when we attend to the mother wound, you will find that it'll begin to dissolve some of these other pains that you might experience in different areas of your life, right? Um, both the mother wound and the father wound can inform how you experience intimacy, right? So it's like by focusing on, on one area, you know, it can it can offer healing medicine for multiple areas as well or multiple experiences in your in your life right another leadership pain that you might experience in your life is fear of failure the fear that you're not going to make your impact in the world the fear that you're not going to fulfill your purpose right and so with that one, like it's deeper grounding as well, deeper embodiment of, of your mission, deeper embodiment of your medicine, of your message, of your light, right? And also beginning to work with your body in the manifestation of your mission, of your leadership, of your purpose, right? So I call it leadership medicine work although a significant chunk of it will be womb medicine work of working with your body because um, what often happens in the manifestation or the expression of our leadership is that we can leave the body behind, right? Um, actually, for most of our leadership experiences, they might be at the expense of the body, of the mind, of the soul, Right. And for me as a womb medicine woman, you know, I would want to highlight um, and I want for us to deeply drop into the ways in which your body might have become abandoned or left behind in the manifestation and the expression of, of your leadership, right? Um, and, and also activate ways in which your body can become more involved and considered in how you express and make manifest your leadership, right? Beautiful. Another leadership pain there might be a fear of success, right? <laughs> Just being afraid of arriving at the thing that you most desire, you know, and there might be, there will be different reasons for that, you know, um, and they tend to vary from one individual to, to another, right? Such that if this is something you're experiencing in your life, we'll need to look at 
specifically what might be happening there, you know. Um, for for some women, it might be related to, to your mother, right? That you're going to you're going to achieve the thing and it might be for nothing because your mom will not celebrate you or she will not recognize your your big achievement right which is a big pain for a lot of um women leaders right who might hold a significant like mother wound right um or who might have not been celebrated for their big achievements, for their big successes, right? Yeah. Um, for for leaders um, and specifically for activist leaders, right? They can be this, um, like it's a sense of loyalty to struggle, right? Such that in 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 our mission to to dismantle the patriarchy <clears throat> in in our mission, in the struggle, you know, we we might become loyal to the struggle itself. We might we might carry struggle as a badge of honor, right? Such that we might even fail to consider what life might look like when the struggle has ended, right? And so, I, if if you might be if you're listening to this and you might be like a, an activist leader, I would invite you to, to, to consider, you know, what does life look like for you when the struggle has ended? What does life look like for you when the patriarchy has been dismantled, right? And to begin to embody those ways of being in your life, right? Because that's actually how we will begin to anchor in those new worlds that we desire, right? If we desire a world where there's no struggle, where there's justice, where there's fairness, where there's honesty, um, where the needs of women are considered, where women are at the center of our development, right? Agendas. You need to first anchor that in your own life right because you are a world on your own you are a world and so if we want to bring about change in the collective world we need to bring about we need to first bring about these changes in your own world right that is that is part of the sacred mission for us as leaders right to first bring about these changes, to do the inner work of bringing about these changes in our own individual lives so that they may be born in the external world, right? Yeah. So for us to change the world, we must first change ourselves. For us to create new worlds, we must first birth these new worlds within ourselves or facilitate the birthing of these new worlds within ourselves, right? Such that the external new worlds may be born in an inside out process from within ourselves, right? And so I've discovered psycho-spiritual healing, like inner healing work to be a very effective pathway in, in facilitating the creation of this in a new world, right, within ourselves, 
because when you immerse yourself in in a journey of healing, you will inevitably bring about change, bring about transformation. You will bring about a becoming anew of yourself internally. And once you have been once you have been born anew yourself internally, there is no way in which you're not like you cannot not birth new worlds on the outside, right? And so the big invitation here is to look at is to look at the changes that we want to bring about in the external world, right? And find ways of birthing these changes in our own personal lives first. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, coming, coming back to the leadership pains that you might experience in your life, one of them is a fear of loneliness, right? Um, because this leadership that we have been conditioned or initiated into, it also teaches us that it gets lonely at the top, right? And so we would want to rewire that conditioning. First, we actually want to transmute that conditioning because it's a wounded conditioning, right? And birth a new set of beliefs, you know, around what leadership means and around what leadership gets to feel for you, right? Um, such that you can still reach the top and it's not lonely, <laughs> right? Um, we birth the world as we are. We birth our world as we are. And what I mean by as we are is from our set of beliefs, what we believe to be true about the world, right? And often what we believe to be true about the world might have become distorted by our past pain and trauma. And so when we heal our past pain and trauma, we rewire our beliefs, right? We return to our organic blueprint. We return to our organic belief systems, right? Yeah. And another leadership pain might be actual loneliness in your life, right? Um, where you feel alone, where there's a lack of in intimacy, where there's lack of friendships, right? And so we want to do some work around that such that you may begin to experience intimacy, love, joy, companionship in your life, right? Um, another leadership pain might be um, a lack of support where there's the experience or the feeling that you're carrying it all by yourself, right? Um, and this carrying it all by yourself might be emotional, it might be intellectual, it might be financial, right? Either in your intimate relationships or at work or in the home space with your family, like with your parents, with your siblings, right? Where there might be this heavy load that you're carrying, you know, sometimes of supporting everyone and having no one to support you, Right? Um, that is a pain that I have seen in a lot of leaders, right? And we can do work around that such that you may begin to feel and be supported in your life. You absolutely deserve this, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, other leadership pains might be anxiety in, you know, in your life as a result of what's happening in your work, in your career, Um 
in your leadership, right? Although it might also flow from other areas of your life, yeah? There might also be overwhelm, right, um, in your work. And so we want to do something about that, you know, so you may begin to feel at ease, um, where you may begin to feel a sense of calm, you know, in your life, in your work, your career, and your leadership, right? There might also be, like, chronic exhaustion. Um, you might also be feeling depleted. That's a core leadership pain. You might also be overworking, not able to stop, right? And as a result, experiencing burnout, right? So some of the medicine for this is, you know, we're going to do energy management work. We're also going to do some self-leadership work um, and womb medicine work, yeah? <laughs> um, around, oh, like your womb holds such juicy medicine, right? Um, and part of that may include like cyclical leaving, um, which will begin to activate in your life, you know, behaviors of rest and retreat, <laughs> okay? And we're going to tap into the, 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 the wisdom and the medicine of your womb to begin to step into that, right? Yeah. Um, so you might be wondering, how can you work with me? So currently... Um, I have once-off healing sessions that you can book. And I also have a private healing program, right, where you can um, work with me for either three months or six months, you know, of your, your healing journey, right? So if, if you might resonate with, with any of these pains or if they might sound true or reflect the experience that you're having, in your life and you want to heal. Please know that those are the options of working with me. Um, you can go to my website, dumelomarere.com. On my website, on the menu, there's a tab of work with me, right? Click on that and there will be these two options of working with me. Um, and I will also attach the, the links to both of these options on the episode notes of this episode, right? For you to just explore these two options and see which one might feel in, in alignment for you and which one you might want to step into for, for your personal healing, right? Um, another leadership pain might be the occasional indecision, you know, like not being sure, often as, as a result of, you know, of, of a lack of self-trust, right? Um, because another leadership pain that you might experience in your life might be self-doubt, right? Where you doubt yourself, where you, 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 where you don't trust yourself, right? And so this occasional indecision, you know, either in your personal life or in your work in leadership, you know, might be as a result or this lack of self-trust and might also sometimes be due to the burnout, right? Because when you're deeply exhausted, right? Um, you're not, you're not really at your, you're not, you're not really operating at your fullest, right? And so we want to 
um, help you to, to arrive at a state of feeling rested, right? And of being fully tapped into all of like your your capabilities, right? We, you, we want you to be working at your fullest capacity, right? Yeah. And, and earlier we mentioned how, you know, this, this leadership that most of us are initiated into is one that is often um, practiced at the, ex, at, the, at the expense of the mind, of the body, and of the spirit, right? And so you might find yourself in a strained relationship with your body, right? And for that one, um, the healing for it is the womb medicine work, right? Um, we might want to heal your relationship with your body, heal, you know, whatever wounding and pain might be held within your body, right? Um, and also to support, you know, the mental aspect of your being, to support the spiritual aspect of your being such that they are not left behind in the experience and the expression and in the manifestation of your leadership, right? Yeah. And so what we find is that as you heal um, yourself in these ways, you begin to contribute to our collective healing as a human race, right? As you heal yourself in these ways, you will also heal the collective womb wounds of women, right? As you facilitate healing for your womb pain, for your own inner womb wounds, you will begin to contribute to the collective healing of the womb pain or, or the inner womb wounds of women you know, in your lineage and of women in our world, right? When you attend to the pain and trauma held within your womb, when you heal, if you do have any sexual trauma, you will contribute to the healing of the collective sexual pain of women, right? Um, and this is what we mean when we say when you heal yourself, you will also heal the world. By healing yourself, you heal the world, right? And as you heal yourself in these ways, you will also begin to heal the women in your lineage, right? By having a different experience in your body, in your life, in intimacy and love of money, you begin to create new pathways of living and of being for the women in your lineage. This is what we call, this is what we, we term, like when we say healing the lineage, this is what you mean, we mean, right? You'll begin to heal your lineage when you allow yourself to have a different experience of life, right? Yeah. And as you heal yourself in these ways, you will begin to heal the architecture or the template of leadership in our world, right? You will begin to anchor in 
our world a leadership architecture or template that allows space for radical truth, for us to wear no masks, you know, we'll begin to anchor in our world a leadership that doesn't require us to wear masks, to pretend to be something we are not, you know, where we can radically be ourselves, where we can radically be honest about who we are or in who we are, right? A leadership that allows space for the feeling of our emotions, for us to return to and be in relationship with our emotional bodies, to recognize that as part of the intelligence, the wisdom and the medicine we can offer to the world, right? A leadership that allows space for our cyclical nature, right? Because when you as a woman begin to allow yourself to honor your cyclical nature as an individual, you begin to activate that in the collective landscape of leadership in our world, right? When you allow yourself to embody it, to experience it, to anchor it into your own personal life, you begin to anchor it into the collective template or architecture of leadership in our world, right? Um, a leadership that allows space for rest, <laughs> right? For us to create and to lead from a very juicy and nourished and replenished inner state. <laughs> When you allow yourself to lead from that space, you begin to anchor it in for um, the collective architecture of leadership in our world, right? Um, yeah, it's a leadership that allows space for empathy, for kindness, for compassion, for forgiveness, for love. Because when you begin to allow these for yourself, you begin to allow them for our collective experience, right? When you begin to give yourself empathy and self-compassion and love, <laughs> you're better pleased to offer this to your colleagues, better pleased to offer this these to your clients without, without fear that it might be perceived as weakness because internally you have already experienced it as a radical strength without fear that people might want to take advantage of you because already you have experienced it within yourself as a strength, right? And so you're able to, to give birth to that in the external world, right? Um, and because as you experience this within yourself, with and from yourself, you begin to create these in the world. When, when you as a woman leader begin to embody rest, begin to lean into rest, and I here in my corner of the world begin to lean into rest and into cyclical living, and Samantha over there begins to lean into her own cyclical nature. Nontobeko over there begins to lean into her own cyclical nature. 
Sarah Lyman over there begins to lean into her own cyclical nature, just as an example, we'll find that there begins to grow, you know, this, this pattern that begins to emerge within our leadership, women who honor the cyclical nature. And then we begin to see emerge in the collective architectural template of leadership in our world, this honoring of our cyclical nature, not only as women, but as human beings, because as human beings, we are cyclical beings, right? And the more we begin to honor this in ourselves, also we'll begin to honor it in the earth. We'll begin to honor the cycles of the earth. We'll begin to honor the cyclical nature of the earth and not expect our soils to be producing all year round, <laughs> not expect our oil reserves to be pumping oil all the time, non-stop, yeah? It's so much bigger than just ourselves. And yet, the medicine is to only begin with ourselves, right? Yeah. And um, in terms of how this work will will facilitate a stepping into a new earth leadership of yourself, you know, into your own personal life, in your family or your lineage and in the world around us. We find that as you anchor in these new pathways of experiencing your body, of experiencing love, or of experiencing intimacy, of experiencing money in your lineage, you begin to part to chart a new path of experiencing life in your lineage, like your ancestors and your people are like, what? <laughs> What's happening there? What is she doing? What? That is new. That is unheard of in, in our lineage. Wow. And so by doing so, you begin to step yourself and your lineage into a new timeline of experiencing life, right? As you embody these new ways of being, you create a new lived experience for your lineage and thus emerge as a new earth leader who is leading the lineage into new ways of being by embodying by you yourself embodying these new ways of being. That's how you begin to step into a new earth leadership in your personal life by embodying these new ways of being for yourself, right? And in your family and lineage by embodying these new ways of being <laughs> in your family and, and lineage, right? Um, you become a leader because often you'll be the first to... Um, find the courage, you know, to step into, to do the inner work of stepping into these new ways of being. You will lead your lineage into those new territories of being, right? Yeah. And also as you do this inner work in your own life, you will begin to help anchor into our world these new elevated ways of being 
and of experiencing life, of experiencing love, of experiencing intimacy, of experiencing and expressing leadership, of being in your body as a woman, by living that, by living these elevated ways. So you help them, you help to anchor these new elevated ways of being in our world by being these elevated ways, by embodying them yourself, by living them yourself, and thus emerge as a leader. Or <laughs> you don't even have to emerge because as you're doing this work, you will be stepping into this role of, of leadership that doesn't even require you to do anything, <laughs> but just invest in your healing, right? So just by healing your life, healing yourself, healing your own pain, past pain and trauma, you emerge into a leadership. And by beginning to embody these new ways of being, these elevated ways of being that we've been desiring for our world, by embodying that in your own personal life, you begin to anchor these for our world. And so you will begin to bring about the change we desire for our world by becoming that change yourself, right? And isn't that a radical leadership, hey? <laughs> yeah. And so there's also an invitation here um, for us to recognize that by, by being leaders, that our being leaders does not exempt us from the pain and trauma that we'll, we will encounter just by being born and living in this world, right? Yeah. So this conversation that we have just had, you know, you'll remember that at the very beginning, um, one of the layers of why we need to heal as leaders is that recognition that just by us being human beings born in this world, we are bound to encounter some level of pain and trauma at one point, at some points in our lives, right? And so with that comes a recognition and, and an understanding that just because we are leaders does not exempt us from the pain and trauma of being a human being living in this world, right? That is currently largely founded on patriarchal values and systems, right? So there's also this invitation for us to grow an appreciation of the impact that this pain and trauma can have in what we seek to create and build in the world, right? And so for us as leaders, we're often creating, you know, in, in the form of giving birth to ideas, of starting projects, of starting organizations, right, of founding companies, um, 
of creating policies, right? Of creating governments, of creating movements, right? So there's this invitation for us to grow an understanding of how our past pain and trauma can seep into all that we seek to create and build, right? And so we're therefore called to heal so we don't perpetuate the wounded ways of being of the old, right? Such as competition and scarcity, right? Thinking that the other must lose for you to win, right? Um, and wounded ways of being of the of the old that further inflict pain on others, right? So often when we have not done our own inner healing work, we might unconsciously further inflict pain on others, right? Um, old ways of being that don't recognize women for their work, that don't fairly pay women for their work, or that don't pay women what they deserve, right? That's one way in which we might be perpetuating, unconsciously perpetuating um, the wounded ways of the old, right? We might unconsciously belittle others, um, treat others in ways that are wounding for them, right? Because we have not attended to our own pain and trauma, right? Um, yeah, we might also further inflict pain um, in ways that, for example, require new mothers to work, right? Um, I have found that once, especially us as women, begin to, to do healing work around the divine feminine, this is for men too, right? When we resurrect the feminine principle within ourselves, we begin to we begin to come to a space of being able to honor more the feminine aspects of our world, of life, of our being. Right? And so things such as maternity leave, maternity full pay, <laughs> um, they become no-brainers, you know, because we have come home to a, like a very holistic appreciation of life, right? Um, such that we get to have a deeper understanding of what, what is required in childbirth, in pregnancy, in postpartum, such that we couldn't exactly require new mothers who have just given birth to return to work to secure their paycheck, right? So we would, we would actually build world systems that are so regenerative and that are so abundant that they will, they will, they will be able to cater for the full pay of new mothers. That is a possibility for our world and for our human race, right? Um, and 
we're also called to heal so we don't perpetuate old old ways of being um such as working at the expense of your body of your mind of your soul right um such that you the way that you as an individual personally show up in your work is not in ways that um, leave your body or the well-being of your body, your mind, um, your soul behind, or that require members of your team, the people that you work with, to work at the expense of their own bodies, of their minds, of their souls. You see, this is how we get to change the world, right? <laughs> and you first need to do it within yourself, right? First, you yourself honoring your body so that you can begin to honor the bodies of others, right? Um, old ways of disregarding our cyclical nature and that of the world, right? We're called to heal so that we don't perpetuate, continue to perpetuate these ways that disregard the cyclical nature, our own cyclical nature and the cyclical nature of the world, right? Yeah. So a huge part of why we treat the earth in the ways that we do, a huge part of why we we are so unkind, we are so abusive to the earth. We corrode her. Um, is because we have become disconnected with our own nature. It's because we are at a point where um, yeah, we're just deeply disconnected from our own feminine nature and from our own cyclical nature, right? And so remember, as we explored in the first episode of the series, what we are calling for is for ways of being that are integrated, that integrate both the conscious masculine and the conscious feminine, right? So this is with the, with the understanding that um, the divine feminine principle of our world has become repressed. So we need to reawaken her within ourselves first and therefore within the world around us, right? Um, and so the more we do that, the more we bring... Um, the more we resurrect the feminine principle within us, the more we, we the more we are able to honor that in ourselves, in others, and in the world, right? And we need we don't only focus on the feminine because we also need to facilitate healing for the masculine, right? Yeah. And we're also therefore called to heal. So we don't perpetuate old ways of being, um, such as those of not feeling, old ways of being where our emotions are considered a weakness or an inconvenience, right? Because we'll begin to recognize the wisdom and the intelligence held within our emotions and our emotional bodies, right? 
we're called to heal so we may not perpetuate the wounded ways of being of the old, such as those of not being in the body, where we are conditioned to prioritize more thinking than feeling, right? So you could consider thinking as more like the masculine aspect of our being and feeling the feminine aspect. So the invitation here is to, to bring, to allow space for both. Both the thinking because there's beauty in your mind and for feeling because there's beauty in your emotional body. There's beauty, there's intelligence, there's wisdom, right? So your anger offers wisdom around where your boundaries might have been overstepped, right? Um, depression will offer wisdom and feedback around where um, your joy is not being prioritized, right? Etc. Okay? Or where you might have like fallen out of alignment with your soul's purpose and mission, right? Yeah. Um, and so we're called to heal so we may begin to live and lead in ways that are integrated, in ways that are in integrity and that are in truth with and to ourselves, right? And so we begin to create the new worlds that we desire for ourselves, personally and collectively, by stepping into these new ways of being first in our personal lives. Like, yeah, we get to change the world by creating these new ways of being, by embodying these new ways of being in our personal lives. This is how we get to change the world sustainably and in ways that are long lasting. So what I love about healing work <laughs> um, done in ways that, you know, feel safe for you in ways that are trauma informed, right? Is that, Healing work provides like long lasting change. It provides long lasting solutions for whatever challenges you might be facing in your life, right? And therefore, in our world, right? And so, in closing, as a leader, right, you want to begin to identify where the pain and trauma of your life might be held within your body, where it might be held within your life, and then commit to, to healing it. Commit to the inner healing work of transmuting and integrating this pain and trauma in your life. And please get support, right? Yeah, find an integrative healer to work with, you know, that will be able to holistically hold space for you to heal at the emotional level, psychological level, somatic level, spiritual level, right? And, and you also want to begin to work with your cyclical nature, not against it, right? You want to work with your body 
Your body is a technology. Like it's not by accident that you have a body. <laughs> it has so much to offer. So you want to work with your body. You want to listen to your body. When your body says, I need rest, try as much as you can to lean into rest, right? Listen to the cues of your body around when it's time for action and when it's time for retreat. And the more you work with that, the more wisdom will begin to emerge from your body as a woman, the more wisdom will begin to emerge from your womb, right? And you also want to be more in your body. Work with your body and be more in your body, right? Yeah. And so if you, you might have listened to the introductory episode of the series again, you know, I mentioned that in the series, we will um, likely have a meditation, right? Um, and so that meditation will be one to help you to just deeply drop into your body and be in your body, to occupy your body, right? Yeah. So that's that's about it for today's episode. Again, if this resonates with you and you might feel ready to step into your psycho-spiritual healing journey, please know that I have I currently have two offers through which you can work with me. You can either book a, a once-off session, it's two hours long, right? Or you can work with me through my private healing program where you can either work with me for three months or for six months, right? Details of these will be attached on the episode notes of this podcast episode. Or you can also visit my website, dumelomarejo.com forward slash work with me. So there's a hyphen between each word. So it's dumelomarejo.com forward slash work hyphen with hyphen me, right? And so until the next episode, until next time, I am your host, Dumelo Mareri, sending you so much love. Bye. If this podcast has been of value to you, please definitely share it with a friend or a colleague or leave us a review so this work may reach others who need it. For more of my work, please visit my website at dimelomareri.com or connect with me on Instagram at dimelomareri. Until the next episode, I wish you a beautiful day or evening ahead. Mm-hmm.